Good morning. My name is Rob Daniels and welcome to Visions and Sound. Now, for those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions and Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 43 of 2023 and show number 1201, if you're keeping track that way. This week, we conclude Halloween Horror Month with creeps, creatures, and things that go bump in the night. <laughs> the celebration of the 45th anniversary of John Carpenter's Halloween. I often say this, I'm not a huge fan of horror films, but I think I should be a little bit more specific. I'm not a fan of certain types of horror films. The slasher genre kind of falls into that category. Hence, I'm not a huge fan of Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, or the Halloween franchise. There are exceptions, though. I think suffice it to say that my like or dislike of horror is on a sliding scale. I was eight when the first Halloween came out, so it wasn't even on my radar. In fact, Star Wars was more. In fact, it would not be until 2019 that I would actually see the 1978 film all the way through. Last year, I actually went, uh, watched the original again and went to see the last, well, supposed last film, Halloween Ends. Now, Halloween is an independent slasher film directed and scored by, oh, well, actually more on that in, later, by John Carpenter. Co-written and produced by Deborah Hill and starring Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis, in her first major film role, she was paid $8,000 for her efforts, with uh, PJ Souls and Nancy Loomis in supporting roles. Now, mostly set in the fictional town of Haddonfield, Illinois, the plot center centers around a mental patient, Michael Myers, who was committed to a sanitarium for murdering his teenage sister on Halloween night. When he was a child, 15 years later, having escaped and returned to his home, he stalks teenage babysitter Laurie Strode and her friends while under pursuit by psychiatrist Dr. Samuel Loomis. Filming took place in Southern California in May of 1978. The film premiered in October and grossed $70 million on a $300,000 budget. So, in a sense, it made over 233 times its budget. That's incredible. And it became one of the most profitable independent films of all time. Now, many critics credit Halloween as the first in a long line of slasher films inspired by such films as Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, Bob Clark's Back, Black Christmas, rather, but is considered one of the greatest and most influential horror films ever made. Now, when I watched it in 2019... I actually found it kind of boring. It was upon a second viewing that I saw the reasons why the film is so influential. Despite its low budget, the film is excellently shot and edited. Jamie Lee Curtis's performance is subdued and her horror feels real. Carpenter also scored the film as well. He was told that the film wasn't scary after doing a test screening. Carpenter, instead of utilizing a more traditional symphonic soundtrack, the film's score consists of primarily a piano melody played in a 10-8 or complex 5-4 time signature composed and performed by Carpenter. 
Now, just a little explanation here. The use of the 5-4 time signature is, as one composer described it, left-footed, meaning that make to make the listener feel a little uneasy. Now, it took Carpenter three days to compose and record the entire score for the film. Following the film's critical and commercial success, the Halloween theme became a recognizable part apart from the film. Carpenter said he wrote the theme in about an hour. Carpenter once stated in an interview, I can play just about any keyboards, keyboard rather, but I can't read or write a note. In Halloween's end credits, Carpenter bills himself as the Bowling Green Philharmonic Orchestra. But he also received assistance from composer Dan Wyman, a music professor at San Jose State University. Now, the music you'll be hearing this week will be coming from several sources, including the 20th anniversary release of the soundtrack on Verez Saraband. As a final note, the girlfriend of an acquaintance of mine once told me that she would never watch Halloween again because, as she put it, the theme scared her.
Michael? You ever done anything like this before? Only minimum security. I see. The driveway is a few hundred yards up on the right. The only thing that ever bothers me is their gibberish. When they start raving on and on and on. You haven't anything to worry about. He hasn't spoken a word in 15 years. Are there any special instructions? Just try to understand what we're dealing with here. Don't underestimate it. Don't you think we could refer to it as him? If you say so. Your compassion's overwhelming, Doctor. What do I give him when we take him in front of the judge? Thorazine. We'll barely be able to sit up. That's the idea. You're serious about it, aren't you? Yeah. You mean you actually never want him to get out? Never. 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 Then why are we taking him up to Hardin County if you're just going to walk Because that is the law. Since when did they let them wander around? Pull up to the main gate. Shouldn't we? Go on, move.
He's gone. He's gone from here. The evil is gone. I got it.
Judith Myers, Myers. Row 18, plot 20. Hmm. Yeah, you know, you know, every town is something like this, Hatton. I remember over in Russellville, old Charlie Bowles, about 15 years ago. One night he, he finished dinner and he, he excused himself from the table and he went out to the garage and he got himself a hacksaw. And then he went back into the house, and he kissed his wife and his two children goodbye, and then he proceeded... Where are we? Uh, huh? Oh, uh, it's uh, right over here. Yeah, Myers, Judith Myers, I remember her. Couldn't believe it. Such a young boy. Larry, you lost? Why do they do it, goddamn kids? 
They'd do anything for Halloween. That was great, was it? Oh, I know. 18, 19. Judith Myers. He came home.
And with a little bit of music from the 1978 film Halloween. That's music by John Carpenter. We will return to that score in just a little bit. But if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at Visions Sound. You can also find me on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where this show will appear in about a couple of hours' time. And you can also find me on Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And you can also find me on other podcatchers, including Apple Music. So I'll continue on with some more music from the 1978 Halloween as we're celebrating 45 years of the film. Back in a bit. He could have seen us through this window. Standing on the lawn, he could have seen inside. Seems to me you're just plain scared. Yes, yeah, I, I am. Uh, I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil right or wrong I met this six year old child with this blank pale emotionless face and the blackest eyes the devil's eyes I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil what do we do? He's been here once tonight. I think he'll come back. I'm going to wait for him. I still think I should notify the radio and television. No. If you do that, they'll see him on every street corner. They'll look for him in every house. Just tell your men to keep their mouths shut and their eyes open. I'll check back in an hour. Bull. I'm not. Then go in. 
Chicken. Go ahead, Lonnie. Go in. Hey. Hey, Lonnie. Get your ass away from there. Yeah. Nothing's going on except kids playing pranks, trick-or-treating, parking, getting high. I have the feeling that you're way off on this. You have the wrong feeling. Well, you're not doing very much to prove me wrong. What more do you need? Well, it's going to take more than fancy talk to keep me up all night crawling around these bushes. I, I, I watched him for 15 years, sitting in a room, staring at a wall, not seeing the wall, looking past the wall, looking at this night in humanly patient. Waiting for some secret, silent alarm to trigger him off. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. You can either ignore it, or you can help me to stop it. More fancy talk. Doctor, do you know what Haddonfield is? Families, children, all lined up in rows, up and down these streets. You're telling me they're lined up for a slaughterhouse? They could be. All right, I'll stay with you tonight. Just in the chance that you're right. And if you are right, damn you for letting him go. anything you like. <laughs> What's the matter? Can I get your ghost, Bob? <laughs> okay, he'll answer me. Boy, are you weird? Well, I'm gonna call Lori. I wanna know where Paul and Annie are. This is going nowhere. First I get your famous chewing, now I get your famous squealing. 
Any of you all right? Are you fooling around again? I'll kill you if this is a joke. Bye.
Most definitely stop being funny. Now cut it out. You'll be sorry.
Unlock the door. Come here. Now just listen to me. I want you to go down the stairs and out the front door. And I want you to go down the street to the McKenzie's house. And I want you to tell them to call the police and tell them to send them over here. Oh, now, do you up. understand me? Yes. Go do as I say. As a matter of fact, it was.
And with a little bit of music from the 1978 film Halloween. That's music by John Carpenter, who also directed the film. So welcome back to Visions and Sound, as this week we are celebrating the 45th anniversary of Halloween. Not just any Halloween, but John Carpenter's Halloween. So the Halloween premiered in October, on October 24th, 1978. It grossed about $1.2 million in its opening week. The film went on to gross $47 million in the U.S. and an additional $23 million internationally, making it one of the most successful independent films of all time. Now, Halloween is widely influential within the horror genre. It was largely responsible for the popularization of slasher films in the 1980s and helped develop the slasher genre. Halloween popularized many tropes that have become completely synonymous with the slasher genre. Halloween helped to popularize the final girl trope, the killing off of characters who are substance abusers, sexually promiscuous, and to use a theme song for the killer. Carpenter also shot many scenes from the perspective of said killer in order to build tension. These elements have become so established that many historians argue that Halloween is responsible for the new wave of horror that emerged from the 1980s, becoming a blueprint for other horror films, such as Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Tommy Lee Wallace created the trademark mask worn by Michael Myers throughout the film from a Captain Kirk mask purchased for $1.98 from a costume shop in Hollywood Boulevard. It was the cheapest mask that they had. Carpenter recalled how Wallace widened the eye holes, spray-painted the flesh a bluish-white. In the script, it said Michael Myers had a mask Michael Myers' mask, rather, had the pale features of a human face, and it truly was spooky-looking. I can only imagine the result. If they hadn't painted the mask white, children would be checking their closet for William Shatner after Tommy got, got through with it. As with all popular franchises, sequels are inevitable. Halloween 2 would follow in 1981. Halloween spawned nine sequels, an unrelated spin-off, and two films in a remake series. Of the subsequent films, only the first sequel was written by Carpenter and Hill. It begins exactly where Halloween ends and was intended to finish the story of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. Carpenter did not direct any of the subsequent films in the Halloween series, although he did produce Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. The plot of which was, is unrelated to the other films in the series due to the absence of Michael Myers. Now, originally, Carpenter had intended the films to be an anthology series, with each telling a different Halloween-type story. Studio execs had other plans, and Carpenter moved on to other projects. He, along with Alan Howarth, also composed the music for the second and third films. After the negative critical and commercial reception for Season of the Witch, the studio brought Michael back in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. With the exception of Halloween 3, the sequels further developed the character of Michael Myers and the Sawin theme. A remake was released in 2007 and was followed by a sequel in 2009. An 11th installment was released in 2018 as a direct sequel to the original film, disregarding the previous sequels and retconning the ending of the first film. It was followed by two direct sequels, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, so to speak. As mentioned before, John Carpenter scored Halloween 2 and 3, but 
turned composing duties over to Alan Howarth, who composed the music for for the films until John Ottman and Marco Beltrami took over for Halloween H2O. Composer Danny Lux composed the score for Halloween Resurrection. Tyler Bates would compose the music for the Rob Zombie Halloween remakes in 2007 and 2009, respectively. Carpenter would return to the franchise along with his son Cody and his and composer Daniel Davies. In 2013, BSX Records released a comprehensive look at the music of the Halloween franchise. Featured in this in this set of music is music from Halloween 2, 4, 5, 6, Halloween H2O, Resurrection, and the 2007 and 2009 remakes. Halloween 3 is not included due to it not being directly related to the Michael Myers story, and I also did the a, a retrospective on that film last year. So here is some music from the various sequels of Halloween.
And with a little bit of music from the various Halloween films over the years, we've just finished up with Halloween 6. We'll be moving on to H2O in just a second. But before we do, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also find me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also Try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where the show will appear in a couple of hours' time. And you can also try me on Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And if you're so inclined, you can also f- try me on many of the webca- podcatchers out there. Uh, several, including Apple Music. So I'm going to continue on with some more music from the various Halloween films. Next up is Halloween H2O.
and with a little bit of music from the various Halloween films throughout the years. That's music by various composers, including the likes of like John Ottman, Alan Howarth, Danny Lux, and a slew of others. So welcome back to Visions in Sound, as this week we are celebrating the 40th, or 45th rather, anniversary of Halloween, the Halloween franchise in this case. So, the Halloween franchise will be would be resurrected in 2018 with a final trilogy, Halloween of uh, Halloween, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. The music as mentioned before was composed actually by John Carpenter, his son Cody Carpenter, and I believe it's his grandson Daniel Davies. The score here was released on the Sacred Bones Records, and we'll be back to wrap up the show in just a little bit. So here's some music from Halloween Ends.
While there are other slasher films that predated Halloween, such as Silent Night, Bloody Night, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Black Christmas, Halloween, however, is considered by historians as being responsible for the new wave of horror films, because it not only used previous horror tropes, but it also pioneered many new ones. It is considered the blueprint for slasher films and the model against which all subsequent films are judged. Well, now, as we are rounding out 2023, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are. Never let anyone tell you any different. If you're ever not feeling right, there are people out there that are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience how hard it is for me to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one's listening. I would never have made it this far without the support of a huge team of people behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of an emergency, please call 911 for immediate assistance. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868, 1-844-HERE-247, and here247.ca. They all offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. Well, join me next week as we kick off November with a look at the 50th anniversary of the film Enter the Dragon. I'll end off this week's show with some more music from Halloween Ends. Happy Halloween, be safe, and I'll be back next week with more Visions in Sound.